Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am not singing. You're not singing? No. Okay. Welcome to the Drunken Time Show. I'm your host, Irish Gav. I'm your imaginary host, English Gav. Yeah. If you're hearing this, if you're hearing this voice. Hello. Then you're just imagining it and you should probably go to a psychiatrist at some point in the next 14 years. Just 14 years? I didn't hear that. I think you should go to the psychiatrist <laughs> because I definitely spoke. Did you? I uh, apple. Did I? Did why did you say apple? I do. I need to go to the psychiatrist. <laughs> I think you need to go to the psychiatrist. But first, we need to report a show apparently. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Uh, what are we doing? We're doing the war machines. Yes, the last of series three. Last of series three. Yes. Which I didn't even realise until today. Mm. That's how amazing Series 3 has been. Yes, we've got through all three series. Only another 80 billion to go. And uh, the beer we're drinking... The beer we're drinking is London Glory. Yes. And all will be clear yes. when I read see, synopsis within, see if you within can five guess words of the synopsis being read. <laughs> if you don't... Go see the psychiatrist. Oh, back to school. Back to school? Two. Yes. What kind of school? Grammar school. I was hoping you'd say dentistry. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, so let's, let's, let's go with the synopsis. Let's go. Is this some kind of synopsis? Yes, it is. But that will, that leaves to be seen. That leaves to be seen. It leaves to be seen. <laughs> You're quite right. <laughs> to coin a phrase, it leaves to be seen. Episode 1. The TARDIS materialises in London, and glory be, the Doctor starts feeling all peculiar. But it's not his age, it's about the new post office tower. At the top of the tower, the Doctor convinces Professor Brett that he's a computer expert, and meets Skynet, I mean, I mean, I mean Votan, a new computer who knows what TARDIS stands for. Brett's secretary asks Dodo to go to the Inferno nightclub. Wait, what? At the club, a sailor called Ben sits at the end of the bar, depressed. Maybe he was a Stephen fan. Who knows? Maybe he was the only Stephen fan. Polly and Dodo try to cheer him up, because that always helps. Later, Polly is accosted by someone. Ben leaps to her defence. Meanwhile, Professor Brett is due to appear at a press conference with Sir Charles to announce Votan is to take over all computer systems on C-Day. Wonder what the C stands for. The Professor and Major Green are then hypnotised by Votan and are under his control. The first thing they do, of course, is to phone Dodo and hypnotise her. Her? Professor Crimpton is then hypnotised next by Votan when it's explained that humans are to be servants and that Doctor Who is required. And there's your non-canonical cliffhanger. Episode 2. The humans are to be used to construct machines. Meanwhile, Crimpton and Dodo try to find this Doctor Who guy. Who's that? Dodo arrives back at the Inferno and everyone was worried about where she was, apparently. She said she had to just commit certain deeds. All four leave and try to get a taxi while Dodo attempts to capture the Doctor in a wily coyote kind of way, but obviously fails. A homeless old man asks Ben for money and then goes to her warehouse to sleep. Professor Brett and the human slaves are in the warehouse constructing the machines and the old man is killed. The next day, the doctor notices the victim's face in the paper and phones Professor Brett, but it's put through to Votan. 
He manages to resist the hypnotic effect, but Dodo, thinking he hasn't, lets slip about that she is under Votan's power. Really? They chose her? Using his magic ring for all occasions, the doctor breaks her spell, whereupon she is shipped off to the country to recover. Open square brackets slash companions closed square brackets. In the warehouse, one of the machines is turned on and is used up to smash up the place. War machine smash! Ben, meanwhile, can't find Polly and goes to look for her around the club. She must really like that place. He finds the warehouse just as the war machine is advancing towards him. Episode 3 Ben easily escapes and finds Polly, who promptly imprisons him for his trouble, but Votan wants him alive for as long as he's useful. Later, Ben escapes again to find the doctor at the Charles's. I've got to say, escaping twice in two sentences must be a new DTT record. For her part, Polly is sent back to the Votan clan for punishment. So Charles calls in the army to the warehouse against the doctor's advice, but it's not like he's ever been right about things, is it? The war machine attacks them and forces the army to retreat. All that is but the doctor, who stands his ground in the machine's path. Episode 4 The war machine comes to a halt. Its programming is not being completed and has failed. <laughs> That's beta testing for you. Meanwhile, a second war machine is being completed with more on the way. The doctor's TARDIS key falls from his pocket and Ben takes it to hand it back, but the doctor is busy. The other war machine is spotted and the doctor has an idea to capture it using magnets. Must have watched that last movie. Magnetic cables are set up and Ben connects the square once the war machine is inside. Circle gets the square. The doctor then reprograms it to head to the post office tower. 10. Go to post office tower. Ben is able to... What are you laughing at that? Oh, gosh. Gotta love all dust commands. <laughs> That's basic, Captain. Well, basic, sorry. Always basic. It's not dust. All it's my, my mistake. All I know is basic. Carry on. Ben is able to rescue Polly in time just as the war machine gets to the tower. It destroys Votan and Krypton is killed in the process. The Doctor and Sir Charles arrive and Professor Brett doesn't remember the previous day. We've all been there. But before Sir Charles can say who was that masked man, the Doctor disappears. Polly and Ben meet the Doctor and tell him that Dodo wants to stay. He enters the TARDIS and Ben uses his key to go in after him, just before it dematerializes. Did you know? I did not know. The Doctor, the Doctor oh, the TV the series, they have a scientific advisor now. Uh, I did not who, know. Who came up with the, the basic story behind this. Hmm? And his name is Professor Christopher Kit Peddler. Well, I did not know that, no. Well, there you are. Him and the current producer, Jerry Davis, I think, or the script editor. Script editor, Jerry Davis, let's go with that. He uh, he came up with the idea of the Cybermen as well. But we'll be getting to them in Series 4. Yeah, which is next. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's talk about the new companions. Let's, why not? Ben. Yes. So they wanted new uh, hipper companions. So they created these two, Ben and Polly. Mm-hmm. Ben, who's who's in the Navy and miserable. That was one of their new hipper companions. <laughs> Still better than Stephen. But this is true. I think Ben's great. Don't you fucking complain about Ben. I, I have not complained about Ben. You just did. You called him miserable. Uh, that's 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 the way it was at the start of the episode. I'm fine with miserable people. 
Okay. Well, not always, but generally. Anyway, and did you know Fraser Hines, who went on to play Jamie? Uh, he, yes. He, he was up for the role of Ben. He should have been Ben. You don't like him as Jamie, but he'd be better as Ben. Are we all ready for whenever Jamie appears? Because, God, it's going to annoy me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but but Ben's Cockney accent, mm. it was brilliant. Again, I mean, this is probably the most poshest accents in this episode ever. And then you've got Ben in his Cockney, Cockerney accent. I can't see I really uh, took notice of the poshness. Of the episode, yeah. <laughs> the poshness of the episode, no. All his accent, no. But as you know, I am rubbish with accents. Do your Cockney accent. I don't. I <laughs> that was nothing like a Cockney accent. <laughs> See, all my accents are the same. <laughs> but I did like how <laughs> I did like how the we're introducing a Stick new companion. No. <laughs> I did like how we're we introducing a new companion and just to show that. Uh, Immediately that he's action packed, we're going to get him straight into a bar fight in the first scene. Yeah, know. he can do action. Mm. And so show him. You know what annoyed me? Stupid. Sorry, what? You know what annoyed me? What? That the the guy who was fighting in the in the bar was named Flash. Yes. But they didn't call him Flash in in the actual te- in the actual show. They just called him that in the script because they had so many jokes lined up. <laughs> Damn you, script writers! Yeah, why couldn't they call him? By name in the uh, yeah. episode. Do they not think of people producing podcasts <laughs> 40 years, 50 years down the line? You've got the time right as well. Well done. He also provided the voice of a policeman in one episode. So he's multi-talented. Department. Which episode? Episode 4. Mm-hmm. I pointed it out to you when we were watching but it. Why did he provide a voice for someone else? There was no character. Because it was a voiceover. All they needed was a voice. There was no person there. Oh. Am I going to have to explain how TV is made now? Yes. Join us on our next podcast, <laughs> How TV is Made. Moving on to Polly. Yeah. I like Polly. You like Polly? Yeah, I do, yes. She's very posh, isn't she? And uh, she's do, very do, attractive. Do you like posh birds, do you? Is that, is that your thing? Uh, yeah, why not? I have nothing against it. Yeah, the thing that annoyed me about Polly is one of her first scenes. Yes. Ben, ben was sitting at the bar and wasn't very happy. And she saw him and she knew she wasn't, he wasn't very happy. So thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cheer this person up. I'm going to force fun on this person. Let's have some regimented fun. That's always good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. Yes, I get you. I don't like that myself. But that's normally because I am normally having fun. Whether I look like it or not, I am usually having fun. Don't try and come and tell me to have fun. I'm already having fun. I might not look like it. I don't care if I look like it. I am having fun. Yeah, just like, leave me alone. It's like the Christmas dinnery thing we had at work the other day. Before we even went, we weren't allowed to just have Christmas dinner and you know talk amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should play a game as well. We should take post-its and write names on 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 you know. Yeah. Oh God. On it and then stick it to our heads, and then we have to guess who we are. See, what you should do is... Uh, the, the, see, the post-it one weren't sticking properly in order to the foreheads. So I did suggest I did suggest uh, using staplers, but no one really went for that. See, what you should do is you come on, you should come with your own uh, post-it notes and you should write bored on it and swap it. <laughs> and I was Mr. Fucking Blobby. That's how bad it was for me. 
So they guess that one easier then. Uh, I didn't get to choose anyone's. No, I was gonna. I was gonna go, go with Richard Pryor if I had to choose someone's. Get them to guess that. Mm. The fuckers. But yeah, being forced to have fun. Exactly. Is, is, exactly. Is, so this is my problem with it. It is a bit of a pet peeve, if you like, the phrase all the time. However, in the plus side, she was married to Michael Gunn, who uh, played Celestial Timemaker. But I do like how they tried to show that she was a fun character. Yes, she's... she's Compared not... to Dodo, who was <laughs> miserable all the way through this. Well, yeah, but that's just down to the writing of this, and well, she was yeah. only in this for two episodes. And we'll get, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that, but it was just... It wasn't... A very good. But, it wasn't a very good story for a companion who's been with the doctor for. I mean, she's been with the doctor from, you know, in the future, the past, mm-hmm. the present, and just piss off. That's basically what it yeah. was. <laughs> yes. Fuck right off. It, Get it, away. It wasn't very good. <laughs> but even yeah. Stephen got to become king of whatever country he was on. <laughs> Stephen of all people. I know. But yeah, I, I do like uh, the. Tried to, sorry, Miss Still. She she's a fun, happy character, despite the uh, forced, regimented fun aspect of that scene that I hate. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I do like both the characters mm. more or less. She did wear right. dresses that looked like they were like uh, wallpaper from the six seventies. Did she say. wear more than one dress? Like I know, no, I don't know. I don't remember. She does. Uh, from what I remember, she does like wearing very flowery sort of dresses and things. Well, it is yes. They, they were the. Mm. It was the sixties, and they were wanting. Mm. I mean, this is the first time that really we've seen the sixties on Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, this is the first time they've really been in the present. I mean, they've been in the present before, but it's just seemed like a timeless sort of present. But this mm. episode. Yeah, it was very much geared to the... the 60s. Yeah. And there were people dancing, and there was dresses, you know, and the the flowers and crap like that. Mm. You know, in in that inferno place, they were were doing the crazy 60s dancing. In the nightclub that's open all day. Yes. Mm. And people are in the bar for ages Mm. and don't order drinks. Maybe that's why. That guy Ben was so grumpy. He'd been waiting for a drink for like three hours because nobody's serving. See that guy? That I can get behind. I was in the yeah. bar the other week, yeah. standing for ages. Walker Park yeah. in, in town, and yeah. I was standing for ages, and they wouldn't. Uh, they, they did. There was just like one or two people behind the bar, yeah. just serving in the same area all the time. Yeah. And when you get stuck in that limbo bit, just between two people serving, and you can't get served, they serve each people behind you and then move to the other side at bar again. Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) Learn some bar skills, you bastards. But not around here. And not in that bar. Enough ranting. Votan. Votan, the incredible... Machine thing. <laughs> I don't know what that was doing. Are you doing a Jamaican accent? That was my Scottish accent. Okay. Yeah. It was apparently the uh, the first artificial intelligence. What in nineteen sixty six? Yeah. Was he? He's what said on the series. I'm sure they said it at some point. But but was he? Probably, it yes. depends how you define artificial intelligence. It's a cage area. 
I'm sure you'll get to that next week. But apparently he never makes any mistakes. Ever. Well, never. Never. Ever. Never makes a mistake. Well, speaking of never making mistakes, he needs a special brain. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> Doctor Who. Yes. Yes, which, he, he, which he could write yes, off. Who, who is this Doctor Who that he keeps talking about? <laughs> which, he, which he could write off if he said it once. <laughs> but he says it six times. Yes. He needs Doctor Who's brain. Who? <laughs> what? Who are you talking about? I mean, I, I could get around it if he said it once. I could think of a reason. But he just keeps saying it. I'm like, no, there's no way I can get around it. He once overheard somebody say it and he thought that was his name. I mean, he knows what TARDIS stands for, possibly. Yeah. Whether it's the plural or... Maybe it's a pen pal with Susan. <laughs> Votown. Maybe Votown is Susan. No. Why not? I, I don't know why. But <laughs> I don't, don't think Votown... Don't, don't, no, Votown... No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> Votown wasn't anywhere near as annoying. <laughs> I, I did like how they... Uh, the, we've got an intelligent computer... And, of course, with everything not to, they have to give it a face. Yes. Maybe the Daleks made them. Yes, they like putting faces on things, don't they? Yes. <laughs> they have a special attachment that just has a crayon <laughs> at the end that they just put faces on everything. Which could possibly explain why somebody drew a pair of balls on it. <laughs> uh, or I, I think it was supposed to be a W, but I'm not sure. Interesting. You originally thought it was a pair of balls. Yeah, yeah. Not a pair of tits, then. Mm-hmm. If there were, there was very long, droopy ones. It, it had more of the uh, slenderness of uh, a delicately, delicately hanging nutsack. <laughs> Not butter. Well, I have nothing to say. To it had been shaved as well, obviously. Obviously. And polished. Moving on. And apparently... Uh, all computers in the world, the entire world, are uh, supposed to be linked to a uh, Votan. Apparently so. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. Is, is it the internet? No. So I, Votan, is this how the internet started? <laughs> well, I don't think Votan is the internet because he's trying to enslave all humans. Isn't that what the internet has done? On a Skynet type of way, you know. And... Uh, and there's very little mention of lolcats. Yeah, he's adapted his techniques over time. The, the doctor over foiled. Time. Yeah. It's the 1960s. <laughs> the doctor foiled this attempt, so he went with lolcats instead. And, oh, right. and Facebook games. So, so when we're using the internet now, yeah. this is Volta. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, right. it's programming as minds. So all memes are because of Volta. Yes. This is what Votan is saying. I'm saying. Are you Votan? I am not Votan. I, I am. This is what Votan would say. I am Votan. Would Votan say that? Yes. <laughs> what would Votan not say? <laughs> I hate beer. That's what Votan would not say. I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also. I liked the, the end with the credits, you know, of like the Doctor mm-hmm. played by with Martin Arnold. And in the last one, it just said, and Votan. So apparently Votan yes. played himself, which mm-hmm. was nice. Which was nice. Yeah. I, I like that. Which, because he's real. Yeah. He, he, he's the internet. Well, apart from the last episode where I said Votan played by someone. Uh, but it's the only time in the series. It was it's the only time in the series that's happened. Why can't... Why can't one of the characters went on holiday? 
Why can't it ever say? <laughs> Fucking isn't this happens every week. <laughs> Why can't it say? Why can't it say one of the Dalek ones and Dalek Steve? And the cyber leader <laughs> played by the cyber leader. <laughs> cyber leader played by Voltan. himself. <laughs> cyber leader as himself. Cyber leader played by Winston Churchill. No, Winston Churchill played by the cyber leader. <laughs> I would love to say that. Uh, yeah, so so I said there that uh, the humans, that Voltan wanted the humans to submit to slavery, apparently, or be eliminated. So kind of like Superman 3. What was his odd? No. No? Uh, Superman 3 was the one with the computer. With the computer. Oh, yes, the silly computer. And with, Richard Pryor. Yes, with Richard Pryor. Who has his second appearance on this podcast now. Have we mentioned him already? Yes. <laughs> this is the sound that, that uh, Votown used to uh, hypnotise people. I just thought that sounded a bit like a uh, 1980s computer game. It sounded like a very boring computer game. And I did like how for a machine as well, yes. Votan rolled his arse. His arse? His arse. He rolled his arse. His brewers. His arse. Is that your Irish impression? No. It's my pirate impression. So he rolled his arse? Yes. Does that mean he's the seventh doctor? Does that mean the seventh doctor went back in time, created Votan? I think he did. I would not be surprised. And then played the role of a cyber leader. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past it. I would not put anything past it. Also, great thing, this is the fir- I think this is the first episode where we have a villain saying, Doctor. Quite possibly, yes. This is definitely because I remember Votan mm. uh, was like, Doctor. I, I, th- I think that's required. just because that's how he pronounced all his words. But it's really his doctor. Because uh, Mark Gatiss did a great uh, mm. sketch, was it the 40th or 45th? 40th, I think, anniversary, where he mm. played the doctor, and uh, David Williams was an alien who uh, saw the doctor and wanted him to, 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 to fight him or something. And he was like, No, I'm too busy. And then, What have I called you, doctor? <laughs> no, no. What about if I called you Doctor? <laughs> oh, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> I should also mention that that uh, Marcus David Williams thing was called The Web of Caves. The best title ever. <laughs> sure. And for a, a machine that's so loaded to be uh, so supremely intelligent and, good, and it was loaded, it can type faster than a human as well. It got proposed the. Uh, the square root of 1,722 or something, I don't know what it was. Some stupid number. It took about six seconds. Seconds? It took seconds. about six seconds for it to type the answer. How many seconds are in a rel? There are seven seconds in five rels. All right. It's not very good, is it? And it's, it's, it's a really awkward conversion. What about Fahrenheit then? <laughs> yes. But yes, for for the super speed that this thing goes at, it took six seconds to get a chuffing answer out of it. That's not the greatest machine ever, is it? 
I'm not going to be scared by that. What you're not going to be a scared machine that can take over take over people and destroy no. the planet if it doesn't know the square root of one thousand seven hundred forty-two in six seconds. No, I expect more from my world-dominating <laughs> machines. You expect them to know the square root of one thousand seven hundred forty-two. Yeah, which he does, but I expect him to uh, know and type it quicker, especially when he claims he can type it quick. You're calling him he all the time. It's a computer. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a sex. He got some balls on his head. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not an indication of sex, I don't know what is. And well, what about this beer then, Gav? I'll tell yes. you about this beer. Shit, that's what this beer is. <laughs> yes, I'm not particularly enjoying this one. You know, you know old books. You know, you describe the way you describe old dusty books like musty. You know, you describe them as musty. Yeah. It's the way that it tastes. You know the way this one tastes? Right. Imagine you went into a bar. Okay. And you bought a pint of beer. Right. And you left it on the bar for three hours. Right. And then you went went back to it. And then got an old book and poured it into it. Yeah. And then this is it, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just tastes incredibly flat. There's, There's no life to it at all. This could be just the bottle, but... Yeah, this is London Glory by Green King. Um, it's apparently a... <laughs> God, that's hilarious. Apparently it's a rich and fruity ale. I've yet to uh, tell you what fruit it is. Or right. indeed, if any. Yeah, I don't know whether this is just the batch or... I've just got enough bottle, but no. It, it just tastes like a really crappish British pint. It's crap. Shall we move on? Yes. I don't think we need to say... I don't, there's nothing we can't... I mean, I'm trying to think of stuff to talk about the beer other than it's crap. It's in celebration of our great capital city, apparently. So it's got that right. Yes. <laughs> so anybody that's looking to come to London anytime soon now... <laughs> this is what you're looking forward to. Don't, yeah, don't have the London glory. <laughs> it's a great place otherwise. So the Doctor's magic ring made in the reappearance. Yes, we got that uh, that back. So on top of uh, using it to for the you know to make the, the ants in the web planet follow him and uh, and and focusing the magic sun properties. Yeah, and what was the other thing? And and opening the lock wasn't it the time meddler he used that in or Dalek master? Plan? Yeah, that was it. No, was, it, it, it used plan. the magic sun properties to yes. open the lock. You can now use it to uh, dispel cults. Yes, I said cults. Maybe that was maybe that's what C Day stood for. Mm-hmm. Cult Day. Yes. And also, in this episode, uh, apparently he said he can sense the Daleks. Since when could he ever sense the Daleks? Christ knows. He's, he's never said that, has it? No. Yeah. No. 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 Not that I remember the Daleks. No. But yeah, he turned up in London and it, it got this sudden sense of evil. Oh, I can sense, I've got a prickly sensation. He's, he's got like some sort of spider sense now. Yeah, but the Doctor quits less than Spider-Man, doesn't he, Gav? No, he quits all the time. Name, name, I can, I can name more occasions when Spider-Man has quit than, than the Doctor has. Well, good for you. <laughs> You know facts. You know you love your facts. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the doctor quits on civilizations all the time. 
All the time. All the time. You just don't have any actual... He's got no follow-up. You just don't have any facts. He's got no follow-up whatsoever and he just quits on him. Yeah, so moving on, because you don't have any facts. I have all the facts. Still, I thought the doctor standing in front of the war machine at the end of episode three was awesome. It, it, It wasn't quite so much standing, it was dancing in front of him. He wasn't dancing. It he was, was getting he, ready. He, he had then... some sort of weird dancing sort of step. It was like f- jiving in front of it. Well, that's even better. Jiving in front of the war machine is even better. It's even oh, right. more awesome. Oh, right. That is better than standing <laughs> in front of a war machine. <laughs> if, only he's t- if only he talked jive as well. Uh Yes, I, I just uh, disregarded my own point then. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the out of order sign on the TARDIS, I believe. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it put an out of order sign up. Perks. I just, I'm, I'm just imagining because it didn't want any more dodos to come running into the. Just <laughs> think, I'm not having any more of these fucking stragglers. But interestingly, this is the only time he's ever used the out-of-order sign. Yeah. Uh, although, to be fair to the Doctor, it is technically correct. Because <laughs> the tortoise has been out of order since the first episode. <laughs> but didn't he manage to get uh, Ian and Barbara back to their own time? No. By accident? No. Nearly? Nearly? It was the Dalek time machine that got them back to their time. Oh, that's so it was, yes. <laughs> it was the TARDIS. <laughs> I am corrected. He uh, he did get them back to their own time in Planet of the Giants, but the unfortunate thing is they were very small. <laughs> yes. He got them there at the wrong size. They, would have, they were sure to be a hit in Japan. Uh, anyway, let's just move on to Dodo and her terrible, terrible leaving scene, yes. or lack thereof. Yes. She just disappeared. Yeah, she was in the first two episodes, and that was it. And then in episode four, Polly and and Ben say, "Oh, by the way, she says she wants to stay because she's loving it so much." Yes, does she? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she found her friends, and she's having a whale of a time back in that stupid all day disco. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's go to an all day disco at the hottest night spot. It's the hottest day spot as well. I did love at the start, was it the start? Yeah, when the Doctor was talking about his his, uh, prickly sensation when he met Mm. the Daleks, and she was like, the Daleks, I didn't meet the Daleks. Or she, or, you know, he said, oh, of course you didn't meet the Daleks. (laughs) It's almost as if they were a family that the, oh yes, you didn't meet the Kensingtons, did you? No, you didn't meet the Daleks. We we went over to dinner at their house. (laughs) Would you like steak? (laughs) More peas. Would you like to be exterminated? <laughs> we have Pictionary. <laughs> also, the doctor was annoyed at Dodo because she, whenever she was hypnotised, mm. she went off without telling him. Irony! Uh, the, the, the doctor's allowed, though. The doctor's allowed to wander yes. off without telling people. Yes. I'm, f- no, I'm fine with him doing it. I just find it uh, quite ironic that he gets annoyed at other people for doing the same thing. I expect it from the first Doctor. Do you? It, what about yeah. the eighth Doctor? Do you expect it from him? No. He's uh, he's, he's mellowed out a bit by then. 
No, he isn't. He's, a, he's darker now, apparently. Well, only in the audio series. Anyway. I'm, I'm Which sick. is no, fucking no, awesome. No, I'm, I'm sickening myself. And the war machines. We were told during the episode to follow the example of machines. So, so uh, upgrade every week? We should change ourselves in for new models every week? Be- become obsolete every couple of years? <laughs> yeah, every, every couple of years. So every six months? Pay to... Yeah. No, we don't have to pay. Uh, as owners have to pay. We don't have any owners. Who's, who's my owner? Me. And I'm your owner. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. We, we'll just call it quits. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Spite. <laughs> I'm making you pay and me pay. Out of spite. Well, I'm not paying out of bankruptcy. How do you like that? I do like them apples. I weren't going to say that. <laughs> I did like... Th- these war machines were rubbish, though, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, they they had, they had a, a running test of it and uh, to test its sort of abilities and stuff, and it just crashed into everything. It just ran around like a blind bastard, just destroying random shit. Yeah, like that Robot Wars. It had one of those hammer things, like, you know, what those robots in Robot Wars did as well. Yeah. And yeah. it was as useless. Yeah, if you were controlling them with a blindfold. Which they did in Robot Wars. No, they didn't. <laughs> I can't remember that at all. But I did like how uh, it hits the news. It, hate, it hits the it news. It hits the oh, news. It, hates it, also, it also hits the news. It hates the news. And <laughs> hates it went news. straight over to the radio that was playing the news and destroyed it. <laughs> I don't want to know any of that shit. That's about the only good thing it did. Well, well, you say that, but at the end, how does it get to the top of the post office tower? It teleported up. No, I choose to believe it climbed it like King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> with those fucking Billy Club arms. Yes, and that's where Dodo went. I was actually holding Dodo at the same time. And she actually <laughs> fell to her death from the post office tower. And uh, Polly didn't want to tell the doctor this, so she just said she wants to stay and she's going to be really happy. <laughs> when in fact her bludgeoned corpse was lying at the foot of the tower. Was it bludgeoned or just splattered? I think bludgeoned. That's a bit brutal, isn't it? I can't believe Doctor Who show something like that. Well, well it didn't. Uh, that, oh, was right. the point. that was the point, Gav, you see. Uh-huh. Did you see? Yes. Did you see where I did that? I, I see, yes. Anyway, John Cleese. <laughs> yes, he was fantastic or in Professor this. Professor Brett, as we also know him. Yes, uh, Here is Here is a clip. It's it's not, a, I mean, it just reminded, it just reminded me and Gav of John Cleese yeah. completely. Yeah, his mannerisms and the way he speaks, everything, it's just John Cleese. And here we are. I have to go now. I am already very late for an important meeting. Good night. I really expect him to go, yes, yes, rotating knives, yes. Uh, reference lost. That's Monty Python cuts. Sorry, I'll do one for you. I really expected him to say, Manuel. Did you get that one? Hello, hello. No reference. So, so that was my uh, that was my that was why I like this Professor Brett guy. Also, he seemed to dress a bit like the the Eleventh Doctor. Anyway, Major Green, you've you've a, you've a thing for Major Green, don't you? Well, uh, not long way. <laughs> no, no, I don't have a thing for him. No, <laughs> but I I did like how he ran his operation though. 
if every up? little thing had to be accounted for in his he micromanaged to the extreme when ordering the uh, the test session on the I was going to say Autobots, but it's... Uh, no, it's not they're, they're not Autobots. No, it was Decepticons, Catherine. Decepticons. Yes, the Decepticons <laughs> is going, prepare for this demonstration. Orientation, 50 degrees. Impact, fatal. Take aim. Ready to proceed and observe results. About to fire. Almost ready to fire. Firing is imminent. <laughs> next instruction will be to fire. To fire is what will happen next. We will soon be firing. Fire! On my say so. Fire! That, was that's a slight exaggeration. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was kind of like that. Prepare to fire. Ready to fire. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't you fired yet? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but it was just like that all the time. It weren't just one scene. It was like every time he was ordering people to do anything or, or the the robots to do things and it's I just loved it what can I say what can one say three one can say three why don't you I don't say know the why. square root of 1742 and uh, that is five well, isn't, isn't that 25 no it's five okay. don't, don't question the math and why did they choose to uh, sort of work in this warehouse I mean, everybody just seemed to be wandering into this warehouse <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. All the time, it seemed to be. It seemed to have a way of warehouse. It was like right a thoroughfare, right in the centre. Yeah, they just put it on the top of a low river road, <laughs> right in the centre of London, with yeah. free money here on the top on, as a sign. Yeah, the the tramp just wandered in randomly or something. Uh, ben wandered in. They were just constantly fending people off. <laughs> Piss off, we're trying to make yes, stuff. We're, we're trying to conquer the world here. Get away. <laughs> and then episode three, they, they had the, the longest fight ever that's taken place inside fog. And that includes the movie, The Fog. I know, it was, it was even worse than Thunderball and their underwater fights. <laughs> yes. See, can't watch that the other week, and yeah. now he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> God, there was a lot of underwater fighting. <laughs> but this was the same. We'll, we'll we'll just smoke this entire room with fog, and we'll just film for twenty five minutes. <laughs> what? What the fuck is happening? Do something. Well, as far as I could make out, the army were losing. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what happened between. The fog bits. Yes, the, the army were losing. There were no units. No. Although, Although the unit would probably lose as well. <laughs> Although they did seem to me like a precursor to units. You know, it, I mean, it, that did seem to me like... It did seem to... That, that was very much like a second or third Doctor story with unit in it. Mm-hmm. It was just the army, though. It was just the army, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't have a unit for a while yet. And, and the unit will be just as ineffective. Hey, don't you don't you piss on unit? I I will piss on whoever I want. Don't you piss on Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart? Yeah. Why not? I will do whatever he's I better, want. He's better to than your, he's better than your Polly. Nobody's better than Polly. Everyone's better than apart from me and the Eighth Doctor. And the Eighth Doctor. Yes, it's a good thing I'm here to remind you what you <laughs> think about things. 
Did you have a have a companion in mind for this episode? Uh, not particularly. No. Uh, I thought of War uh, no, Machine no, number. <laughs> I thought of War Machine <laughs> number nine. <laughs> and I also thought you could have a. Spin-off. I, I, no, a sp- I actually think War Machine number three was better than nine. No, I thought War number nine because he could have a spin-off series based on his adventures, also called War Machine number nine, and he could use the tune to Love Potion number nine. That's just rather convenient, isn't it? And you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to worry about him getting into into the TARDIS, because apparently you don't have to worry about that. You can just you can just either climb into it or magically teleport into it. Can you? Yeah. Although you might smash up the place. I don't know. What's your quote? My quote would be this. Master, all human beings who break down will be eliminated. Interesting. I can't remember who says it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the doctor. Is it? But yeah, I just like the <laughs> just the matter of fact of uh, sort of breaking uh, humans down into resources of the that quote. My Ben moment of the episode. Oh, we're bringing that back, and it's my turn. Just wait next Fuck week Ian. for the Polly moment Fuck of the episode. Ian. It's my Ben moment of the episode, and it's this. Was it when he was being miserable? They must have built these things all round London. If they've got Polly, Doctor, they could have transferred her to help any one of their friends. Oh, dear boy, if we're going to worry about one person, we shall never solve anything, shall we? <laughs> Looks such a kind old bloke too, doesn't he? And, and that was uh, thusly my bad moment of the episode, Tia. Uh, final thoughts? Have you any quick final thoughts, Kath? I think we could have done less with fog battles. <laughs> less fog battles. <laughs> I, I like that Ben and Polly met before they actually met the Doctor. Uh, I thought there was nice camera yeah. work. Oh, there's nice camera work. I mean, uh, yeah, I the bit about where the war machine went past a car mm-hmm. and then it zoomed in on the car radio mm-hmm. and then you heard the radio. Well, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought it would be good if we, if we had a bit more of Ben and Polly before the Doctor line said. And, that would have uh, been good. Yeah, they were two good companions. But, you know, we've got to be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. When was the last time a really good companion joined? Uh, yeah. No, never. And never. then. <laughs> yeah, I, I th- there was too much filler in this, uh, too much constructing the robot and testing it, and yeah, it yeah, really I, didn't have any impact or relevance to the story, really. Yeah, I did think this would have done. It just really dragged. It would have uh, done in like 45 minutes. You yeah. could have done this in two episodes. Easily. But, uh, yeah, the whole dodo, I, I didn't, you know, she's a companion, she's been with the doctor for a while, as I said, give her. At least give her a scene with the doctor to say bye. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Even Stephen got that. Yeah, well, even well, Katarina, why, why even can't Katarina, you just give her one line? Even Katarina, who'd been with the doctor for three episodes or whatever mm. it was, got a better send off than Dodo did. Mm. Yeah, rather than just getting a message. A message. A, a, message, me- a message passed. <laughs> message in the bottle. Yeah, a message passed from one Good companion morning. to another. I have a message for you. <laughs> but at least she's gone now. That's what I said. Well, we've got two good companions, possibly, so we'll see how they, they fare up with the Doctor next week. Mm-hmm. When a week equals three weeks. <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah, so you can get all our links and stuff on our website, drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com. Yeah, as usual, uh on iTunes and Facebook, bloody bar, you know where to find us. Please come in, please. 
Please like us. Please. <laughs> Please do it. Oh, don't. This is why Ben was miserable. Because you didn't like us. You don't want Ben to be miserable, mm-hmm. do you? No, of course you don't. Next time, the English one is doing The Smugglers. Yes. For the opener of Series 4. Yes. Get in. Series 4. Wonder what will happen. Wonder if there's anything momentous will happen during that series. I can't imagine anything happening in Series 4. Certainly not to the Doctor. No. Finishing our drinks. Finished our drinks. About to sign off. Signing off. About to say Soupy Twist. Saying Soupy Twist. Soupy Twist. Soupy Twist. Yes, Ian is great. Finally!